You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's This Is How I Made It After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's This Is How I Made It After Show. Yo, what up, AfterBuzzers? Bing is for doing it. We are here doing another AfterBuzz TV After Show for This Is How I Made It, the MTV special. Uh... Flo Rider and Amber Riley tonight. I am DJ Jesse Janity here in studio with Sir Nigel Guinness. <laughs> How you doing today? In it to win it. Doing well. He's back with us. And the one, the only, the beautiful Kendra Cabasson. Thank you. I'm doing well too. I like the splash asked, of but... the splash of color we got today. Oh, That's why you. I wanted to I like to give each one of you guys different topics. I like the <laughs> splash of color we got going on. I was gonna talk about that cheesecake, but we had some delicious um, Oh my gosh. Crumpets <laughs> with with water. Yes, no tea. Um, but the tea was all on the show today, actually. <laughs> so Flowrider was uh, one of our stars of the day, and I gotta say, going into this, I ca- it was kind of the same situation as Two Chains for me. I know of him. You know, I like some of the stuff he does, but I never really gave him that street cred. When it comes to hip hop, mm-hmm. after watching this, <laughs> you're, you're, I give him a little more respect than I than I, than I was giving him. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, you know, uh, I think Kendra, we were talking about we don't really consider Flow Rider as a hip hop artist in its more hip pop definition. I think yeah, more pop, more pop, yeah. hip hop, kind of pop. Look at Nicki Minaj. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> So, what did you guys think of Flo Rida? I mean, he grew up in the projects. He seems like he was kind of always just a straight shooter mm-hmm. from the beginning. Didn't really want to get into trouble. Right, yeah. I mean, I think uh, having watched a lot of different rappers now, they usually have the same sort of story to where they, they get involved in drugs and get to that stage where they have to decide either I'm going to continue in this lifestyle or head in a different direction. It seems as though he never had that start. Right. And, I, and I, from what I took, having the, you know, the seven sisters and the mother was, was a big... Um, inspiration to him to never even start down that path. Mm-hmm. And right? I'm assuming he was, because I don't know, maybe I missed it. Hmm. Was he the youngest out of everybody? I believe I so. I believe that's so, what yeah. I got from it. I don't yeah. know if they said it. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Uh, what did you think, Kendra, um, of his like growing up, his upbringing? I think the same thing. I don't. I think he was just always probably raised right, maybe because of you know being surrounded by women. I don't. You know, that's just my thought. He didn't really necessarily say that, um, but yeah, he seemed to to kind of stay on the straight and narrow. He he probably just always was focused on the bigger picture, getting out of the what was it, Coral Town or Carroll Town? Yeah, one of that. those. Florida, um, just to make something bigger out of himself. 
um, his sisters who inspired him. Uh, people would come to their win- their window just to hear her sing, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because I wonder what his sister is doing now, now that your brother's mm. flow rider. That's exactly what I thought. You know, I was thinking, okay, this is a show about him having a dream and how he got there. I'm sure most of his sisters probably had the same sort of dream. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that his sister kind of took him in for a year, gave that him that was... deadline, and just said, just focus on your craft. You know? And I, actually, I, I got to say, for um, Kevin, who is one of the creators of AfterBuzz, always says to me, you know, if you really want to make it in Hollywood, you need... Uh, it's it's better if you have a supporting family. Mm-hmm. Obvi- I mean, obvious. Uh, and it's interesting that both of these guys had had Amber. that. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that out of Amber. Huh. Uh, really? More so because it was later in life. I don't know why I didn't expect that with Flo Rider. Like as your sister, I feel like sisters are more siblings are more likely because I feel like I would be more likely now to say to my brother all right look Mm -hmm. get off mom and dad's back come stay with me I'll you know what I mean I'll take care you've annoyed me your whole life I can take another year (laughs) (laughs) whereas you know your parents being like oh finally you're out the house okay we'll come back and I I don't know I just kind of thought it was interesting that both of them had parents that did that well was she out of the house who's that um Amber because you said you didn't expect it from Amber's family. When she said she got out of high school and she was working at Ikea? Yeah. Was she at home or was she... I don't know. They didn't say that, clear, actually. Yeah. I got the feeling that she'd left home. And yeah, even, even, even when they said they'd support her, I don't I don't believe they said come back and live with us. I think they just helped her out financially. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Well, she lived in LA anyways. Right. Um, <clears throat> let's see. So he lived in her house for a year, focused on music. Um, and then he started working with... Uh, Devante from Jodeci. That's yeah, that was pretty good. random, but because I, <laughs> I was thinking of Jodeci. The we're kind of skipping through quite a bit, though, aren't we? Um, I think when he started off there singing in the laundrette, and he mentioned that guy called um, Brett from Ground Dogs. Uh, his friend. Oh. Were, were you Apple. familiar with him? I'm not. I'm not I don't. I, honestly, I never knew of Flowrider. Like with Two Chains, Two Chains kind of had a bigger following. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he was Titty Boy, whereas Flowrider, I think it was more like a. Uh, down south, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you saying like earlier, you were looking at the, the top ten best-selling rap artists of all time, right? And he's on that? N- uh, no, I thought he was. It's uh, a, it was Nully that uh, I was okay. getting him confused. Okay. With. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know Flo Rida actually is one of the top. Like te- like he said tonight, his singles always go to number one. Mm-hmm. So probably like a Rihanna situation because Rihanna's never had a number one selling mm-hmm. album either. Right. So I th- yeah, I thought I just <laughs> found that out the other day. Oh, interesting. Well, let um, me ask you guys this thing. I mean, there were lots of different like inspirations throughout his story. I mean, he talked about how Brett um, would come and you know rap. And he was inspired by that. Then he went to the University of Vegas and his sister died of bronchitis and he wasn't there because he was too focused on his music. Then he heard the the, the song um, Juicy by B.I.G. Right. Um, Which of those things do you think really had the biggest influence on him? Uh, Probably his sister's sister's death. death, Yeah. yeah. I think everything is a step. Yeah. But that is what gives you kind of like the emotional... For me, like uh, I don't remember when we talked about Chris Brown when everything had happened with Rihanna, he invested all of his emotion into a different type of art. I think with Flowrider, it kind of focused him to do something different and kind mm-hmm. of think outside the box. Because mm-hmm. if you notice the type of music that he was talking about at first, 
isn't what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. And I really want to hear what that song that he said, if I released it now, it would still... be amazing? Mm. Yeah, demo, right? Yeah, I would yeah. really love to hear that. Yeah, he may have... Yeah, that may have triggered, like, his sister's death may have triggered something in him where he was like, ugh, I don't want to just be like everyone else because he lost her, <clears throat> excuse me, in that situation. So, you know, that kind of turned him off of, um, in a, you know, what you said. He's mm. He was really upset about it. You could see, I mean, right. he, he had tears in his eyes. But for me, I, I think it was that song, when, the, when he spoke about the song and how inspirational that was to him. Juicy. And understanding that, that if you've got a dream and you can achieve it. To that me, was- that was the, the thing that I thought really you know propelled him on that but it, it what did he say 15 years yeah to make it mm. i mean that's the thing what is it they say it, it's a cliche to say it takes 15 years to be an overnight sensation right yeah I mean, and I, mean, I believe you talked about uh was it you or it brought up mac miller and uh said that you know he had five months and and they called that and, and that wasn't an overnight success. And we were sitting there like, <laughs> five months? Right. That's an overnight success. Yeah. Right. There, there's no such thing as today, tomorrow, yeah. but five months is an overnight success. Right. 15 years is, that's why I got to say, I got to give Flo Rida his credit. Mm-hmm. You sat there and you were, you know, a, a lot of people look at Flo Rida and he's like, oh, he's corny. He's a disgrace yeah. to hip hop. But I mean, it's like, we're we're rashing on someone who grew up a good you know with a good family value with good family values who didn't want to get in trouble mm-hmm. honor classes like mm-hmm. and then did something with himself right you know and is producing good music mm-hmm. and, and he came from that time where people were still on their grind every day didn't have the internet the social right. media to just right. be like you know on youtube today hit single tomorrow so yeah just let, let me ask you this with your your experience in rap um he mentioned in there that like he realized at some point that he couldn't be ordinary he had to be different at the time he said you had to work harder you had to sleep less or whatever else I like that. as an artist what would you say how is he different how did he set himself apart because the same reason why people of hip hop culture would hate on him it, is he was probably in that that group of, that picture with the rap group that he was with mm-hmm. they were probably producing your typical rap beats rap songs mm-hmm. what flow rider does now is his name is flow rider because when he spits it's with the flow of the beat mm-hmm. so he rides the beat that's the gimmick of his name uh, also florida right. is yeah. where he's from so it's a double little situation okay. we got going so it's his style his style is very different than it's other very rappers very different and the music that he does Nelly did it first, I gotta say. Went to the whole hip hop thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Flo Rider follows. I think Flo Rider just took it and kind of reworked like it. it. And, and it actually, to me, fits better because I, with Nelly, I feel Nelly's success kind of is staggered. Where Flo Rider consistently puts out, you know, if his album may not go number one or every song that he puts out isn't number one, the first single he puts out is, like you said, we heard the whistle song yeah, stuck it's in your so head. Catchy. Well, and that's the th- oh, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say that's the thing about him. It's almost like a formula that's not a formula because he's consistent in being on top. But each song, I think, sounds different. Oh, it, it, so, it does. But it has the same elements to each song, if you notice. Yeah, but it's not... I don't know. I, I never think, oh, that's Flo Rida, like right away, if I hear a song. So I think that kind of caters to different types of listeners. Oh, yeah, where I, they, you know, he's able to kind of create a bigger fan base. And I mean, imagine your first single after, uh, after you just got signed. 
low. I mean, come on. You remember that song? <laughs> it, it was, I'd forgotten until I saw, you know, they flashed. And it was over. so pop culture because every yeah. girl at that time had the boots <laughs> with the fur. Yeah. And the <laughs> apple bottom jeans was huge then. Yeah. And it's funny because he did come out so much after Nelly because apple bottom jeans was Nelly. Mm-hmm. And he didn't put those up till later in his career. Yeah. It so it's like just paying homage to him. Yeah. It, you know, it's interesting, like almost like a pass the baton. Yeah situation yeah. with Flo Rider. Right. But I gotta say, and the other thing about this this guy that I sit here, he his mentality, it's funny here at Afterbuzz, we call it the Greek mentality. Yeah. It's very Kevin and Maria. Maria Menounos. Uh, work hard, stay focused, mm-hmm. you know, just keep pushing for the goal. When everyone's sleeping, keep going. Yeah. While everyone's partying, don't worry. You know, like he said uh, when he was out in LA with Devonta, he said, if I just... If I could do, uh, do something bad for five years and be put in jail for five years, oh, then yeah. I can dedicate five years of my life do something better. do something positive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you may not be popping the bottles, you may not be out finding girls or doing those things, mm-hmm. but after those five years, all the hard work and success uh, that you've put into it, you'll be able to do that afterwards because mm-hmm. you'll be successful. If you're successful at the end of it. And right. I think that was the big thing that I, I, I got from his story was that a couple of times he was adamant. And if you work hard and you never give up, you'll make it. He called it, what, the law of gravity or something mm-hmm. like that, whatever yeah, goes up has to come I down. Like I, I watched that and, and I couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe it uh, because sheer probability dictates that if there's a million people that come to Los Angeles every year... And they all work hard. And they all work hard and they all, all never give up, they're not all going to make it. Right. I mean, by sheer probability, some people aren't going to make it, you know. Um, but I, I, don't you kind of think it's that mental? I mean, I, the last comment I wrote is very positive. Hmm. I was really surprised at how inspiring and such a role model he seemed. Like, I, I, I've always heard he's a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see, to hear him mm-hmm. and, you know, just to keep putting it out there, obviously he's trying to get a message across sure. to the people watching. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, we all come out to L.A. and we th- have that mentality, mm-hmm. but it's about how many really stick to that mentality. Mm-hmm. You know what That's I mean? Yeah, thing. we do it. But then, you know, that Friday night's like, well, I mean, I'm just sitting inside. I know I'm going to go out. I'm, I'm going to network. We call yeah. it networking. <laughs> when really you could be at home right. focusing on the craft. Mm-hmm. True. So, but, but, I mean, I guess the question is, uh, so it's like... Everybody who's made it, whatever we want to say made it, you could argue had to have that mentality... Not but you, everybody, but, but yeah. But then when we look at Amber Riley, and that's almost a, a perfect segue. Not that she didn't work hard; she worked very hard. And I think of everybody that's been on this show. To me, she was the most inspirational. Yeah. Um, but why was she? I, I just want to hear this because actually, I do agree with you. But I want to hear your opinions. Why was she the most inspirational? To me, she was. The what most was it that she, she, she seemed said. most most real? Um, she she <laughs> seemed most identifiable, um, and, and and certainly in, in an industry, the entertainment industry, which is so obsessed with you know the aesthetics of somebody, arguably the superficiality of, of the human existence, she had something more than that, mm-hmm. um, and it was the first time that I think a lot of people arguably could sat at home see rappers or whatever else and go, I want that, I want to have lots of money, I want to be famous, I want to have hoes, I want to have you know champagne and stuff like that. Whereas I think with her. There was there was a, a depth to that. There was more of a, of a humanness to her, mm-hmm. you know. What about you? Um, it's funny because I did turn to Jesse and I said she seems, you know, really real, mm. and that's I think that draws people in. And I think uh, Flo Rida mentioned it too. Aside from the working hard, he said you have to treat people right, 
And I think that's what both of them have done. Right. And I think that's what sets apart some of the people who are working hard and stepping all over people or working hard and respecting everyone around them. And I, I think, though, the, the reason uh, we segue to Amber from Florida was that he said you have to work hard and, and if, you, if you never give up, you can make it. Now, essentially, she gave up. Mm-hmm. You know, See, she, this is what I was going to say, what inspired me. I mm-hmm. didn't consider giving up. Mm-hmm. To me, it was, you can give up and be like, oh, I'm not going to make it because of my weight. I, feel like, I don't feel like she totally said it like good. that. I feel like she said... Oh no, this industry is too much. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to change who I am, mm-hmm. what I am. I'll be fine. I'm going to live my life, be who I want to be. To me, I think the reason she comes off so real, and this is, I've hung out with her, and the, the thing that I get from her is it's all about music for her. And that's what she explains. Mm. When you, I, you go to a karaoke bar with her, she's obviously going to outblow all these people, which she did. But at the same time, <laughs> you included. I did not get up after her at all. Um, I let her do her thing. Um, but at the same time, she didn't go up there as an artist and be like, I'm Amber Riley. It was, I genuinely want to sing this song. And right. she did it fun. And it wasn't like serious mode. Yeah. And that's what I liked about her. I liked that she said, I'm, I, I, want to do, I want to do music. The acting and that stuff, I think, came later. But it was always about music. And I feel like she said... If I can't do music because of the way I look, you want me to do A, B, C, then fine. Then you know what? I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to live my life, sing in church Mm. and do whatever. And then for her family to give her that, that was inspiring for me because I don't feel like she gave up. I feel like she made the decision to say, I love who I am and I'm not going to give that up for right. this for life. But, well, and that's what I th- I didn't think she gave up e- either because she mentioned, you know, her parents noticed she spoke less and less about acting and singing, but at the same time when her mom said, what is your ultimate goal? She said, well, singing. Right. So it was still hmm. in, in her. I guess, I mean, maybe we're just arguing semantics, but when I say get gave up, I didn't mean... Like, okay, I'm beaten by this. It was like, I'm not going to give in to society's ideals and roles for me. Which, for me, I think perhaps, arguably, that's why she was most inspiring. Because when you look at it, the reason she got on Glee wasn't because of necessarily she was any particularly talented. But she is extremely talented. Not take any of that away. But it was because she was a friend of a friend who knew when it was casting, yeah, right? But when, yeah. she, when we found out that she worked... On the Ryan uh, Murphy, I was going to say Ryan Seacrest, <laughs> Ryan Murphy uh, pilot, pilot earlier. At, at first, did you not go like, oh, that's how she got Glee? That, he must have like. I think that's why she clarified. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was mm. really interesting. It's just fate is in the fate. what's in yeah. the cards for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so there, there's luck, I guess, is what I'm saying here. You know, I mean, we could we could look. Let, let's say in a different universe, Amber Riley had said, you know what, I'm going to lose loads of weight because that's what they want. And she'd have made it. And she was, like, super popular and was famous in movies. She could now be on how, This Is How I Made It. And, and she'd be telling essentially the same story as Flo Rida, going, they told me I had to do this, and I did it because I, I refused to give up. I was going to be a superstar, you know what I mean? So there's two different ways of looking at that. And, I, you know, you've got to take your hat off her for really believing in herself yeah. and believing in her worldview, which obviously comes from her mother and everything else. And, and arguably, again, that's why she was most inspiring to me. 
Um, interesting. So she grew up in Compton, then lived in Orange County, and her parents were separated. And uh, I loved hearing her story about her mom and how she would drive through Beverly Hills and mm-hmm. always push her to dream. Mm. Um, she grew up in church. Uh, and the interesting part to me was when she was working at Ikea, mm-hmm. that not because she didn't really speak of her father. Mm-hmm. All right. But when she said her parents... Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting because hmm. she didn't speak of her father at all in the in this episode. Maybe, I, but she did use the term parents. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of perhaps some of something yeah. like stepping in at a certain time. Yeah. Or I wonder if that had anything to do with um, her drive afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know anything about her father. Or her, hmm. her Maybe her mother was the, was the creative driving force, but when it came to the actual financial stuff, that was where her dad kind of stuck in there. Yeah. Um, it loves being in the limelight. Her nickname in high school was Hollywood. And she always said, you know, when I'm going to be famous, I'm going to be super nice and agreed. Like she, in, she is one, really down to earth. Mm-hmm. It's like hanging with... Uh, a best friend like and I, the first time i ever met her she was very it was she was doing a fitting uh for and she loves high heels she's just like a gay boy in a woman's body um and she was really just no questions i didn't even say my name to her or introduce myself to her and she was just like what? we were cracking jokes back and forth mm-hmm. and you see that with her she's just bright and bubbly and her energy is so positive mm-hmm. and it just shines from her and I I don't know if I know a lot of people might I uh, had a vocal coach who would always say when you sing it it, uh, releases this certain energy from you know you know I just wonder if because she's singing all the damn times that's what's releasing her energy Uh, but I mean to think about going from a milk commercial to glee to now you're singing for the president of the United States that must feel... <laughs> when people slammed doors on you, told you you were too big, too mm-hmm. black, too not this role, you're a girl. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd be damn pumping around some heels, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you guys see next for her? Oh, goodness. Because what's going on with Glee? I don't... Glee is... What is Glee exactly? Can someone give me the Reader's Digest? A high school musical. Okay. To be kind of... So so it's scripted, it's... um, It's a scripted show by Ryan Murphy, um, and the kids basically walk around their lives and then break into song. It's a Glee Club. club. Yeah, but it's about a Glee Club. Yeah. So like 90210, but with with musical songs thrown in. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. And, you know, romance. And, okay. I, I don't watch it, but I... Is, are there lots of different, like, demographics in it? Because, you know, she talked about how, um, you know, because she was heavier, that, you know, it, it was... Arguably, you don't see a lot of people like that on TV. Well, uh, what's interesting is when she spoke about why she didn't want to do the show, and she didn't want to play the role of the girl who you know, was sitting in the corner anymore. Right. Then they went to a clip of Glee with her and Leah Michelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leah Michelle is white, Jewish, and she gets all the roles in, in Glee. She's the main roles. Mm. Where you can argue, well, Amber's the better singer. Leah Michelle's voice is amazing. They compare to Barbara Streisand. Wow. But 
Amber's voice is equally strong. Um, so in that scene, Amber was saying to her, why do you get all the rules? Mm. How come I can't be a star one for once? Mm-hmm. And there, there's a couple episodes. Uh, and then a few weeks back, we did Naya Rivera, mm-hmm. who is her co-star. Right, Latina and on fire. And she's going through, you know... Um, problems being a lesbian, problems with her family life. So they have that perspective. Amber is feeding what she went through in Hollywood through this character. Yeah. And being a role model for girls. Mm -hmm. So there's a lesbian in it? Yes. But she's not really a lesbian? There's two of them. No, she's not. Okay. Okay. Um, But yes, I definitely recommend watching Glee. Um, I should do it because I hear so much about it and um, yeah, I I, I never watch it. Do they have an AfterBuzz TV show for that? Yes. I I do. Marissa, you do Glee, right? Yes, our very own Marissa. Oh, that does. is <laughs> not Marissa. 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 <laughs> right? Say yes. I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> That's funny. That was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, you were saying what's next for What, what do you see next for Amber? For Amber? I can see probably movies, uh, maybe surrounding music, you know, how like Dream Girls or something like that, because she just loves to kind of could, marry music with acting. I could see her doing like the voice for a cartoon or something like that, you know, a, a big like, oh, you know, cool. something like the, the next like the Little characters. Mermaid or something else like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be real good to give her a chance to sing and, and use her that'd voice. Really and um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, and this is just me going out there I, I don't want her to release an album mm-hmm. no here's why <laughs> I think she has that voice that when she sings you know who she is and I love that she hasn't released an album yet and she's doing that acting mixing acting and music together mm-hmm. so it's like when she does something it's really epic like singing for the president that's not I mean you can name how many artists that could never have that chance mm-hmm. um and I kind of like that push of it. I like the I like people. I, the reason I like Barbara Streisand is because she doesn't oversaturate herself. She has this really unique voice, mm-hmm. and I, this we could argue Jennifer Hudson. I feel kind of oversaturated herself. Hmm. I don't know if you could agree with that. I don't think so, but um, <laughs> we can agree to disagree. <laughs> so I just I, I want Amber to. Not an album yet. I want her to focus. I like this music and acting mixed together because I I don't think there's an enough good content, out, good content out there for like this, like Glee. Oh. And now that Glee's coming to an end, there's gonna be kind of an open market for it. Yeah. So, but I do like the idea of her like maybe getting a Disney princess role and. But you don't see her having like an original, like just all of her own songs. Like not a- yet. Really? I want her to do one more big project before she does that. Or what about like a holiday? Album? I would love a holiday album, nice. actually. Yeah. That would really be good. Because her voice has that, yeah, you know, like it's home, cheery. That feeling of home. But before, I don't know why, it's just from a marketing point. I want her to do another big project because I want her, I really want her to be very successful. Mm-hmm. And I think she needs one more big project. Mm-hmm. In no shade, because I love Naya, but I just think Amber has a bigger drive behind her mm-hmm. and a bigger destiny. <laughs> is that so wrong to say that? I don't know. Are you just saying that because she's your friend? No, 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 it's not. It, no? it isn't that. I think Naya's beautiful. Don't not get that mm. wrong. And her voice is amazing, too. It's just there's something about Amber. It, like you said, for you to turn around and walk away from all this, and then Destiny just as comes literally knocking on your door from it's inside nice. your apartment. <laughs> I know. 
Knocking on your door. That's funny. Yeah. From the inside. What do you guys see for Flow Rider? Since we got him with number one singles, do we see the momentum going? Do we think he needs to change? I mean, um, I guess it's don't fix it if it ain't broken. But I wonder, will he take that route of, you know, doing more producing, more business development, you know, the, like, you know, the Jay-Zs or the, the ones who are kind of doing it on a different level? I think he has the work ethic for it. Yeah. And the drive. That's actually so. really and interesting. And the smarts. He seems his, his music's as successful now as it ever was. Is that correct? Yes. He sells as many albums, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He's very consistent with the stuff he does. He's always on the Billboard charts. Right. And... Huh? I mean, it's it surprises me because I've never I've liked his songs, but I've never like been one to like go. Oh my God, Flo Rida just dropped <laughs> that track. Do you, do you think like like musicians nowadays have the same sort of shelf life as they did arguably you know a generation ago or not? Not at all. No, uh-uh. I, I think. And actually, it's funny because I was <laughs> randomly looking up net worths and things like that <laughs> in your spare time. And it's interesting to see the net worth of an '80s. Icon versus a 90s icon, like Madonna to mm. Britney to Rihanna. Mm-hmm. You know, Rihanna is everywhere right now, but not even half of what Britney Spears or even Christina Aguilera are worth. And mm-hmm. I think it was because at that time, when an album was released, and that's why I don't, you know, everyone's going to move to this, like, oh, I'm going to release an album, I'm going to release an album. It takes a lot of time and a lot of setting up. And that's why I want with Amber to really do it the right way mm-hmm. with Britney it was like when she dropped an album it was like oh everyone knew when it was being released mm. now it's like oh yeah Rihanna's album's next week <laughs> but right. Rihanna hasn't had a number one album mm-hmm. I just think that there's the shelf life is small because everyone's trying to do it also mm-hmm. well but I mean when you talk about net worth though you could just as easily say that because they've been around longer they've had more investments pay off than someone who's just sort of breaking through now or in the last five years you know like Britney Spears her net worth maybe she's had a huge Pepsi commercial or something like that that's contributed millions of dollars to that you know and, and when you look at Madonna Sorry, go ahead. Go on. You, I was just going to say Rihanna has all of these campaigns and, right. you know, so it's... It, 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 the, what Basically what, I, I hate to say this, but what Britney Spears has had in a t- 15-year radius, Rihanna's already had in... Five, ten. Five, yeah, five, mm. ten years. It, it's just the way that everything's being popped out now. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, well, yeah. she'll put out something or she'll do this. Yeah. And, and also now you can download the music for free mm-hmm. and the pirating and all that stuff has oh, really affected God, yeah. the industry. Mm-hmm. And even iTunes. I mean, now on iTunes, you've got to get it for nine ninety nine mm-hmm. versus back then it was $15 for that CD. Yeah. Yeah. But that's crazy. Like, like I was reading somewhere and it was a, a struggling um, musician who said that you'll, you'll spend $4 on a cup of coffee that will be gone instantly. You won't spend 99 cents on, on the, you know, a song that somebody probably worked six months of their life to create that, you know, blood, sweat and tears and genuinely believe, no, 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 I'm going to get that for free, but I'll pay four bucks for it. It's, to me, it really doesn't speak well for, for but I guess it's just because people don't realize people, unless people can see how much work and effort has gone into this and they, and they see these big, you know, corporations and they see these people who are millionaires and they, well... They're not going to miss that 99 cents. I think that's what their mentality is. I think shows like this, when Flo Rida sits there and talks about this one song, like, Mm -hmm. if you guys heard it now, you know, it it was my everything. Mm -hmm. And 
I would actually like for them to get maybe a little deeper into the production of the music. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think we look at the big picture of it versus, oh yeah, they're an artist. Mm-hmm. But we're also in America and, and arguably in the Western world taught to value things so strongly that we want things, we want things. Even when we can't afford things uh, or even if we have to like steal them, we right. still want them so much. You know, I think if, if we... Um, had different values or we valued things differently um, you know like being honest and, and morally correct if that was held in as high regard as having nice things and being rich which it certainly isn't then then you know, we'd have a very different world you know? I definitely agree with that yeah um, but uh, yeah as far as the album I mean the shelf life of artists I, I don't think it's long enough, and that's why I gotta give my hats off to Flo Rider hmm. for being consistent with what he's doing um, how's Eminem doing now is he still doing much or uh, not number one uh, selling, uh, yeah. selling. I, and I, he's got songs out at the moment is he because I'm, I'm yeah. saying, I sound like a dinosaur I know but, like, <laughs> but still and even on uh, like I said Rihanna's the hottest thing right now on his her new album and he, I don't know if it was last year or the year before he had outbeat Taylor Swift yeah. With uh, rehab. Oh, I mean, Flowrider. With Eminem. No, Eminem. I don't, as far as Flowrider, I don't know about how his albums do. I have seen that they are in the top 10. Mm-hmm. I don't know about number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know his singles. He's like a Rihanna. That's why I keep saying her name. His singles keep going number right. one. Rihanna has the number one most single uh, singles for a female artist. Huh. I've never sold a number one album. Um, if people are now not buying music as much, they're pirating it. How do they get that? That how do they know who's number one, who's number two? Just That's the thing. That's why I feel like it's watered down. It is watered down because it's just based off. I mean, for the most part, it's based off iTunes, and also it's based off radio plays and spins. Mm-hmm. So it is very tainted, really. Because then there's payola, like you get exactly. into the bribery of radio stations to play certain songs. So you know, it's not accurate no. by any means huh. and that's where we become the sheep of what <laughs> is right. hot <laughs> and what like, is oh, not that's what I should be listening to you know right. unless you have your own brain and exactly <laughs> and I, and again like I say when it comes to Florida I think he's somebody who produces something Mm-hmm. That is worldwide and not just pigeonholed to hip hop music, pop music. It crosses over, it blends. It's club music. It's a little bit of everything. Mm. Definitely was really, as I was watching, and I'm not, I'm not a big rap fan whatsoever, you know. Um, but it definitely had it had a catchy sort of beat and you know a melody to it mm-hmm. that, that's stuck in your head, right? So maybe you know? you are a hip hop fan. <laughs> maybe he is a hip hop fan now. <laughs> yeah, eventually. But so if if you had to like sum up this. Episode, Episode, what, what was the one thing that really stood out to you? How positive both of these people were. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were a great pairing uh, for an episode. It was very uplifting, mm-hmm. and it pushes me more because it's like from the point of Amber saying, I know who I am. I'm not going to conform, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do what I'm going to do. From that to just hearing the repetitive of, I mean, I hear it from Kevin and Maria all the time, but Flo Rida saying, like, you have to push. It took me 15 years, but I nonstop, I pushed, mm-hmm. I pushed, and I got picked on, but look where I am now. Mm-hmm. What about yeah, you, I think, I think I like the fact that because, you know, all of, actually all of the artists we've seen or actors on the show, I like that they're 
able to have this kind of conversation with their, you know, fans. Because I, I would not have known this about Flo Rida had I just been like, oh, you know, right. oh, that's Flo Rida. You know, I don't... But to hear him speak in a way that, you know, I never imagined him to, I think that's kind of something that's inspiring in itself for the fans. Because now the fans are like, oh, it's not just about apple bottom jeans and <laughs> the boots with the fur. I, I have to kind of be serious about my life. So this life's not all about the partying. I think, I think to me, the, the, the one thing that really stands out is that there's no path. There's no direct path. You, the, to me, these are two um, different people in the sense that there was one that said, you know, as, if you work really hard, you're going to make it no matter what. And the other one was if you believe in yourself, whether you make it or you don't, it's not important as long as you're happy. You know what right. I mean? So if anybody is sitting out there wants to be famous or wants to be this or that, you can't guarantee it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if that's the case and you can't guarantee that, that living your life a certain way is going to get you to that goal, then what did you have? All you have is, is here and now, you know, mm-hmm. and being happy on the journey, whether you make it or not. And you have to find what your happiness is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's all for this episode. Mm-hmm. I don't... Are we back next week? Or Yes. We are back next yes. week. Until next week, you can follow me at DJ Jesse J. I'm at Kendra Cabasel. I'm at McGinnis Nigel. And make sure you guys follow us on AfterBuzz TV on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And make sure you guys download us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, comment, give us five stars, and let us know what you guys think of each episode. Until next week, same time, same place. Peace. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Thank you, Dick. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 